All right, welcome to the Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast here joining you episode 102, people, September 4th, 2022. And as you can see on the screen, he's back. Uh, Casey, my brother, uh, from the same mother. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the podcast, my friend. It's been far too long. Um, I know you've been doing things, living life a little bit here. But it's uh, me and Tyler celebrated episode 100 a couple weeks ago without you. So he's out on vacation this week, and it's perfect that you were able to come in and kind of fill that spot again. So uh, really happy to have you back. Yeah, no, it's good to be back, man. You guys were doing a phenomenal job when I was gone, and it's good stuff, man. Really good listen. And, uh, yeah, happy, man. Start off the morning, get some coffee, and chop it up with my brother. And, you know, talk sports, man. Nothing better than that. And let's do it. We always start out a little different. You go cold coffee, I go warm coffee. So let's see if the sport takes are a little different as well here. Shout out to Tyler. Uh, he's in uh, Disneyland here celebrating uh, Bentley's birthday there. Uh, the little man there, they're over, show, they're over in Disneyland. They go all the time. I, well, maybe not all the time, but they got a pass. They go more than I go, let's put it that way. So uh, we'll be good to have him back on uh, next week. Also, Case, just wanted to let you guys know that we're, we're going to be doing um, – through the variety sports network that now our podcast is a part of go check out their uh, website, please. They got other great shows on there. Like I listened to the far end of the bench podcast at Jimmy on last week. Thanks. Thanks to him. I don't know if you were able to check out that pod at all, but he, they got a great podcast. So he's part of the network. They also got a show. I listened to a little hockey show called blues notes. Uh, gives me a little hockey update. Listen to those as well. And they also got a few other ones, uh, fancy football related um, so yeah, go check out Variety Sports Network again. Happy to be part of that network. Um, but we're going to be doing a showcase Sunday night live now. Football. Uh, we're going to be. Ho- I'm going to be kind of a co-host here every week here on Sunday nights around eight or eight thirty. Um, so yeah, go on Variety Sports Network. Check it out on the YouTube channel, Twitter uh, feed, uh, Facebook maybe even. And uh, we'll be. It'll be even more fun probably with the games start up. Of course, especially uh, right after a Sunday night game, especially a close game. But uh, really look forward to doing that. Hopefully you can even jump on with us once in a while. Um, so, uh, yeah, go check that out again. Sunday nights uh, on the Variety Sports Network. Uh, Case, it's been far too long, my man, talking sports with you. We, I mean, you, you work a lot. I work a lot. Um, you you got every. I always have to joke this, too. When we lose a sub, right, I always have my mind. Remember my joke with you. But Casey's girlfriend's left us again. That's it. That's all right. So we get to 110 and Tyler's like, we got to 109. And, I'm, and that's always my first thought now. Like, I don't even think about it. It's just like a joke, like an inside joke. It's just one of my little things with it. So, uh, yeah, like I said, no, you've been busy. But like I said, really good to have you back on here. We have a lot to catch up back up on. Back up on. We're going to go NBA, a little football. Maybe even Johnson will join on for our annual NFL predictions. We'll do a little prediction at the end, make our little picks. Because if we have it on video, then we can remember. That's the key. Oh, yeah. Keep the receipts. <laughs> Keep the receipts. Shoot. I always love it if we don't, like, if we don't have it on video, like, we're always, like, five weeks later. No, I picked that team. I picked that team to win. Yeah. <laughs> let's go back to the tape as they used to say right like, people all ask me on this and i'll be like i think i picked that team to win i'm not sure actually now that you said um all right so speaking of that football is back uh college football started up yesterday kind of kind of looking forward to college football a little bit more this year more than i usually am i just think there's some good quarterbacks the guys like young that was a heisman winner as a sophomore he's back cj stroud from uh uh, Ohio State, he's he's there too. So they got some good quarterback play in there. And yesterday there was supposed to, there was a couple big games on. We had Georgia versus Oregon, uh, packed you know packed twelve for for a few more years. Uh, they're eleven number eleven Oregon matched up against Georgia. They say it's a neutral game, but is it really neutral when it's at the Chick Fil A <laughs> at Atlanta, Georgia? Like, is that really neutral? I don't think it really is. But they got spanked yesterday. Um, and then Utah, who was the seven, you know, who came in seventh ranked, they go play Florida at the swamp to their credit, play a tough game, right? You know, they didn't bail out, play a weak game, but they end up losing 29, 26 in heartbreak fashion, throwing an interception on like the, at the, in the end zone, uh, from about the 10 yard line out. So a killer way to lose, uh, lose a ball game there. 
so Pac-12 continues to take a lot of shots yesterday. A lot of people, you know, me included, just it's pathetic right now. Like it's just they don't have anybody in football that is worth watching. I mean, let's be realistic. If Utah is your best chance at making the at making the tournament, no no shot at Utah because they've come a long way since joining the tournament or joining the league. They've actually been Colorado on the other hand's done nothing, but uh, it's just kind of funny how it's just such a joke now. And like the whole conference case, like, I mean, I know me and you aren't like the biggest fans, but like just two win, just two games like that. It just shows that far, far cry from the, from the days of USC and even Cal being ranked in the top 10. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a joke now. Like you think about when Bill Walton, I don't know if he say it because he was from there, but it is definitely not the conference of champions because they they have not been up to the standards of like an SEC or Big Ten or even like a Big 12, really. It's just like Oklahoma and how they've expanded. And it seems like they got a Heisman winner like every single year. Yeah, I mean, ever since USC, right? I mean, that's kind of like the the high, uh, highest of high, I guess, for the Pac-12. And we all know how that went afterwards. Can USC. they be relevant again, I guess? I mean, right. I mean, the new hiring of the coach, right. I mean, that's kind of going to propel them. <clears throat> Hopefully they'll get back on top and that a lot of transfers from Oklahoma actually are coming over. So, I mean, Lincoln Riley, I think, you know, has at least a chance to maybe do that. Yeah. Well, remember they're losing USC and, and UCLA. They, you know, they're only down to yeah. 10 schools. So they're losing yeah. those schools. So those schools won't even be there in a couple of years. So to me, uh, I just feel like the Pac-12 is in real trouble with who they're going to be, uh, if they can recover. They have all the talent on the West Coast, but like you said, the coaching is the big issue there. Hey, watching some of the games yesterday, it made me think about all like the stadiums that are like, that's kind of the best part in college football is like the pageantry that comes along with it, right? Like the fans and like just all the, all the alumni and all the players that come back and just the big games. Like it's also Ohio State playing Notre Dame yesterday, I should have mentioned as well. That was actually a very good game uh, for most of, most of well, defensive games. Surprisingly, usually Ohio State puts up a lot more points, but Notre Dame playing pretty hard under Mike Freeman there. Um, what stadium would you want to watch a game at the most? Oh, I thought about this one. So I was like, you know, East Coast, West Coast, where I think I'd want to go to. It was kind of toss up. I would say Michigan, the big house. I think that'd be pretty cool. And you could, you could, what was number two if you had another one? I would probably say Notre Dame. Um, Just because of like the, the history and the historical, like, you know, how much, like, how many great players have walked through that stadium and played there. I mean, that was like the spot. I mean, shoot, they got, they're like one of the few, they're, they're like the Yankees of college football. They've got their own network and, I don't know, the stadium. I mean, shoot, you got Rudy. Right. Yeah. Rudy, Rudy. Well, people don't like Rudy. Uh, Joe does it. Michigan, I also had his number one, too. That's also who I had number one. I also had uh, I, I had Notre Dame, too. I had them number five. I had the Swamp. I had Florida. I wouldn't mind going there. Uh, for some reason, the LSU night game, right? You always hear that mystique here on the living out here all the way in Northern California. And then there's usually Evan Bama. I just, you know. Yeah. Like you said, like, I mean, it's pure foot, college football there. I'm not – we don't live in that. So, to me, like, those are the areas that I would most – or most fascinated with seeing. Like, like I was thinking, like, Big East teams there really isn't, like, a big – there isn't really an East Coast team I'd be dying to see play football. I mean, if I was, it'd probably be, like, maybe a Navy Army game just for <laughs> – just for, like, saying I went to one or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, Ohio – Ohio State would be up there. I mean, no, for sure. I put them. They were they were close. I'm just not a Ohio State like Ohio State fan as much. Tennessee, I've had on there. That would be a cool one. And then if I was thinking random ones, like you said, like I had like Colorado. I always for some reason their stadium with that weird little <laughs> the weird end zone and the the buffalo coming out of the field. I think that'd be that'd be a death. <laughs> <I'd do it. laughs> So those would be a couple that I also had there. So again, with college football brings back those things as well, like going to games and like I've been to a few Cal and Stanford games. Cal was pretty cool. It's an old stadium. Uh, they've kind of remodeled it now. I haven't been since they've remodeled it, but uh, we got a couple of places you can check out. Stanford's so new. It's not really the same. It's kind of just looks like your general stadium. Um, all right. Last thing for college football here, Casey. 
they they're going to do that playoff now, 2026. They're finally expanding it to 12 games. Remember as like kids, I always, I was telling this Jimmy who does a division two podcast last week. Remember on ESPN, we would watch like, they would have the playoffs, right? Remember back in the day, they'd have like the division two, like I think it was Marshall was even division two at that time. I want to say, or like, and have Grambling or you know, not Grambling. Not Grambling. <laughs> I'm trying to think of that one team. It starts with a G. They had like that police officer on their helmet. I mean, you always kind of, I just can't think of what they're in school was. And we'd root for them all the time. So um, I just think it's finally, it's about time. Everybody's like, well, it's about money. Well, everything's about money. You know, they they said they were end up they were leaving they were leaving like four hundred and fifty million dollars on the table. I guess. Uh, well, haven't they profited over like countless years of like basically making free labor? I mean, you should probably have, be able to afford four hundred fifty million dollars over this like span of like a hundred years. You should be best deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I I agree. I think it's 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 about damn time. I mean, shoot, do you remember that big? joke and mockery of like oh the bcs system and let a computer do it and that i mean that that's still crazy to me how that still even like actually was able to like happen you'd have like number one playing like number four and it's like how the hell that makes sense but i remember it would be like next to the guy we'd be like what we were so young we'd be like what the hell does it say with point nine six seven what does that mean like <laughs> what does that mean? They have a 96. Man. We didn't understand any of that stuff. Like, like you yeah. have strength of schedule, even though you beat that team, you don't get to play. Like it's crazy. Like it makes no sense. But it, the system's a lot better now. So at least that's a good thing. They're expanding and giving more teams and colleges a chance to actually participate in the tournament. So um, they're saying, is there any losers in it? There's no losers in this. Like everybody now has a chance. And like you said, I guess the big reason I read was like they were leaving. They were, they said potentially they were leave, leaving like four hundred and fifty million dollars on the table by not expanding over the years. So you knew eventually they were going to do that with that much money on the table. Um, some little notes from it just to keep in keeping how it will work. Let's put it that way. So they jump from four teams to twelve teams. This will start in a couple of years. So now right now, the four highest ranked teams. We'll get a buy. So then you'll have teams five through 12 play and the higher seeds will get to basically play a home game at their, at their place. Or they had some little weird thing where they could play, like, let's say um, Cincinnati gets in the playoffs. Right. And they don't want to play at their stadium. They want to go to the Bengals stadium and the ba- they work out a deal or something like that. They can go to a site like that in their city and play if they want as well. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, I'm guessing that's set up for smaller school. Um, and then, uh, let's see. Yeah, so I thought that was another note about it, too, that I found interesting. And then basically the the New Year's Day games will just kind of be those semifinals and finals games from that point on there. So I think it makes it a lot more interesting here. Um, little nugget, like you said, I, I was going to maybe do it for loser of the week, but I just think it was funny that Iowa yesterday – they won seven to three, but they scored a touch. They scored a field goal and two safeties to get to seven points. That had it happened since two thousand, so that's pretty rare to do. If you're an Iowa, if you're an Iowa Hawkeye defensive member, you literally won the game. So congratulations there. All right, hey, that's hilarious. Uh, I was like, how did they get this? That's crazy. Like just to think how you could do that. Like we got three runs in the first half and four runs in the second half. <laughs> three runs in the second half. Man, it was funny, Tyler. Was, I, Tyler can correct me when he gets back, but I don't know if you saw the podcast where he's like was picking his favorite college uniforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he was remember how he was ripping on yellow. Yeah, <laughs> and then he goes, and then he goes, my fa- my fifth favorite uniform is Iowa. I forgot to call him out on that one when it happened. I had to listen back to it. I was like, man, just, I was wrong. Um, contradicted everything you just said. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was like, I, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, all right, a couple more, a couple things here, and then we'll get to uh, get Johnson on here. We'll talk a little NFL standings here shortly. Um, all right, Donovan Mitchell, go to the NBA here for a minute. He That, that was another big news from the week. He gets traded, finally. Everybody thought, well, I shouldn't say everybody. The main media was trying to push the Knicks. Mitchell, it felt like they were, you know, they were trying to push Mitchell. Stephen oh, A. Stephen oh. A. was Stephen A. was pushing that. There, we need Mitchell. You know, we got to get him. Everything's up. Hey, you got Brunson, big guy. You got Brunson instead. So Mitchell goes to the Cavs. I think it's a really good trade for Cleveland. 
what do you think? I when I saw it flash up on the, the screen, I was like, "Damn, Cleveland!" I didn't see that. That kind of came out of nowhere. But I mean, good for Cleveland. I mean, shoots, they're they got actually some pretty damn good players. So I, I think adding a I wouldn't call him a superstar, but definitely on that stardom level, I think that was Sexton getting traded and Mitchell coming over. I think Cleveland actually has like kind of a legit chance to actually like, I wouldn't say contend for a championship this year, but they at least set themselves up with some pieces now where they can actually make maybe a run in the next two, three years if they put some other plays around them. But yeah. It kind of feels like Memphis in a sense, right? Like they kind of now have like a timeline with some younger players. And I think with them, it makes it better because they had Garland, they have Mobley and Allen. Well, Mo- Mobley, I think is, is unreal, you know, especially defensively. He's going to get better offensively. I still need to see more from him, but he's a, re- I mean, he's one of the best players. I think I would not trade him at all. And you have Allen, who's a really good defender. So I feel like Garland had to kind of do a lot at the end of games and at the end of shot clocks too much. And now he has another guy who's proven in the playoffs. He can kind of get streaky and really good at times, like he was against Denver in that bubble that that one year, right? Get like 50 points. And like, this is the thing with Mitchell. It's like, he's not, I think me and you can agree. He's not a one. Like he's not, he can't probably be the best player. You can't be the best player in your team and win, but he can darn be your second best player and win for sure. And I just think it fits their timeline beautifully. And And then the guy we both like, a couple of years ago, or maybe Akora from uh, Auburn. Now he gets to just play the role of defense and slash. He doesn't even have to do anything on offense. So that should make him, you know what I mean? He can just play basketball. Oh, yeah. That no. should make him better too. And then they still have love that they could trade as well at the deadline with that Pete, with that contract and something if they needed to get something too. So, and maybe who knows, maybe love continues to play well as a six man off the bench. So they keep him. So yeah, I think I, it really I, sets up Cleveland. Well, everybody, what do you think about the argument with the picks, though? Like, because they did give up three picks, two, and then they gave up two pick swaps. So five, it looked, sounds like total. And they had to give up marketing. They gave up Sexton. I mean, they did have, and marketing to me has been a complete, I thought he was going to be better. I, like, just a complete fit. He hasn't been good. Sexton has been, uh, I don't know, we'll see. Um, I don't know, what do you think of the pick argument? That was kind of the pushback. Like, they gave up too many picks for Mitchell. I, I mean, what is a pick, really? It's an unproven player that you don't know. I mean, look at Oklahoma. They got hella picks, and, I mean, it don't matter what – I mean, yeah, if you hit on them, but, I mean, I get the argument, but, I mean, I'd rather have a proven commodity than have, you know, maybe go on the draft and shoot you strike out for five years. I mean, look at the Knicks. and Those picks haven't done nothing. Like, I mean, <laughs> the, I mean, you can go ahead and have all the picks you want, but – if you don't hit on them, you're going to be stuck for 20 years, 15, 10. Let me look at the Warriors. I mean, forever. I mean, you look at those guys that they drafted, like, oh, number one picks, Joe Smith and Todd Fuller. And, I mean, you can miss on all of them, and you're going to be stuck. So you've seen what Mitchell is. He's an all-star player. I say, you know, shoot, give him the bag, which they pretty much did, and, you know, just go all in. I think it's an interesting argument, though. It's like somebody for Ainge. It gives you more room for air, obviously, with that many picks. We'll see what they do now. They have Connolly, or Mike Connolly, Bodanovich, uh, and Clarkson. They could, they'll probably unload at some point here. Um, I think it'd be interesting if they could get Connolly to Minnesota instead of Russell. The mouse swap that you get Russell somewhere else. I think that he'd be better with uh, Towns because he's used to playing with those two bigs a little bit. Um, I don't know. That's just my thoughts with it. Russell's a little erratic, but they do. His scoring does matter, but. To no. me, he showed in the playoffs there at the end of the like uh, <laughs> so anyways let's kind of go here go on to a, a little segment uh our guy savage was doing a list here of top 10 point guards and shooting guards and small forward list kind of i can tell you they're going to be doing that on his podcast three the hard way go check it out uh he does a really good job with that uh, um i wanted to talk about the shooting guards here though because they did top 10 last week and it made me think about the, the shooting guards or they're going to do it this weekend. So it made me think about who would be, who would be my top five guys. It's a pretty tough list there. Um, do you want me to go first or you want to go first with the guys that you would have? Uh, I'll hop in. Um, go ahead. Uh, and this is in order too, actually, you know, okay. starting from number one and, you know, obviously we're talking about currently playing in the league, not all time. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> <clears throat> excuse me number one 
I think he's just got, you know, he's still so young, but he's off the charts is Devin Booker. All right, we're the same there. He hasn't proven it yet really in the playoffs, so I still got to see that. But, you know, just talent-wise in his youth, I mean, he, he, yeah, he's number one for sure. Right. Uh, number number two, I have Donovan Mitchell. Um, I think he's just, you know, like I say, he, he he's not a superstar, but he's definitely on that stardom level. And maybe going to Cleveland now, you know, just get a whole new start, fresh lease on life, and you know, just go after it. Um, Anthony Edwards, I think sky's the limit for him. I think he's just going to be like, I mean, he's already really, really he's good. A, I don't yeah. know if I'd trade him for anybody. Like, he's in like the, he's in the definitely the untradeable list almost. You better be oh. giving me Giannis or Jokic or. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if I, right? you know what I mean? There's like a, 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 a there might be a, some part of my part of me that wouldn't do that either, but. Uh, I think he's going to be crazy good. I think he, at, at the end of this, like, year, he probably will overtake Devin Booker, maybe as the top four, or shooting guard. That's we'll see if he keeps going what he did in the playoffs against the Grizzlies. Man. Oh, gosh. But uh, moving on here, uh, Jalen Brown, I think, would be you, my you fourth. Jalen. Yeah, me and Jalen. Get a room. Yeah. You guys get a room together. Uh, hey, <laughs> he's from Cal. He's uh, representing the Pac-12. Uh, <laughs> He's holding it down. Your love think... for Jalen will not die. <laughs> it, will burn, it will burn forever. Yeah, All right, give me number five. And then, uh, I still think he is. Clay Thompson. I think Clay Thompson is still a top five shooting guard in the league. Uh, he's just people forgot how good he is and being out those two years. And yeah. him coming back. Won a championship this year. First year he comes back, they win. I don't think it's a coincidence. Like, you know, I still think he's just he's the people easily forget about him. So he's the people of it's the people's champ. He's the people's champ. Uh all right, here's my list real quick. I had Booker. I had Clay too. I just feel like I don't know. I just feel like he's still Clay. I just feel like he's always a little I don't know, he, he shoots threes unreal. I just want to see him again this year. So I'm gonna put him at two. And then I got Edwards three, Mitchell four. I got Beal five, and I have Brown six. So you could swap those two. I don't know why I have Beal. I don't know why. I know Beal Brown has the better track record. I do, I don't know, but there is Beal's game I like a little bit more. I hate his contract. Yeah. <laughs> I like his game, but Brown does. I saw him in the finals. Brown was good, but there was part of me also where I, I was left wanting a little bit more too. Um, just to throw some other names in there. Levine, I hate Harden, so he's a shooter. <laughs> I got Bane up. I got Bane possibly kind of jumping in a little higher. I got him at nine. And then our guy, Jordan Poole, let's throw him in at 10 just to piss some people off. Let's throw him at 10. Just to... yeah. <laughs> uh, a little other NBA note near uh, note here, Gallo. He got hurt. Uh, y'all and all right, it's a big blow for the, uh, the Celtics. So maybe they get, maybe they end up getting uh, Bodanovich from the Utah. That would that actually would be, maybe be a better replacement instead if they could get him. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what happens there. There's a couple of injuries. Case okay, sticking of NBA, now I want to kind of talk row one brand here for a second. You've heard me doing it on our last couple of podcasts. They, they uh, sponsor us over at Variety Sports Network. And I think whenever I think of row one, I always think of you. And the reason I think of you and I think of row one is because NBA, MBU passing up row one seats and passing up the row one seats to watch Warriors Clippers. Now, with that said, we still had a good time. We got to go to a Nuggets uh, a Nuggets Warriors game a few weeks later, about 30 rows up. But whenever I do think of row one, I think about you. But also, I want you to now think of row one brand and the things you can get at there. And some of the great things you can get at row one brand are ticket stubs that you can blow up, make bigger. And I wish I could get a ticket stub of that game so I could blow it up, that Warriors Nuggets game, and hang it up because it has more than just a memory. It's not just us going to a game, it holds so much more. Um, so, Please go to Row One Brand. Uh, use the uh, use the code VSP15. You get 15% off anything at their art gallery. There, good stuff. Me and Tyler. Tyler said like he bought something, uh, bought a Giants uh, poster for his son uh, last week for his birthday, um, and that was college football starting. They got a lot of good stuff on there. Like I said, my the thing I would really want is the frames. They got these frames with wooden, uh, like a wooden background that you can put with pictures. And uh, so I always joke about that row one opportunity. So I'd want the Clippers one, that Casey, and I'd also want the Nuggets one back to back and I'd blow it up. And so maybe I'll do that one day with the row one brand there. So please go check them out again. You use the code 
BSP15, get 15% anything about Row One Brand. You can find them at, at Twitter at, at CoolStub. So again, there, should go out, check out their stuff. Uh, Case, a uh, couple things here, then we'll get Johnson on to finish it up with our rankings here um, from, from the week here. Little uh, Serena Williams here. I want to shout her out. She ends up ending her career uh, at, the, at the U.S. Open. We talked about her, Tyler and I, a few weeks ago when she announced her retirement. But I thought it was kind of, we should definitely touch on it again with her uh, officially calling it uh, quits after her uh, her loss in round three um, against, I call her Rudy Tondronovic's daughter. I don't know. I was, was going to call her Rudy Tondronovic. <laughs> a lot of believe me that her name was Rudy Tondronovic. So I just went with it the whole time. Uh, anyway, she loses in three sets. And Serena Williams, what a career, though. 23 uh, majors, second most ever. Um, she also, let me, what was the other thing I was going to say about her? Oh, yeah, 92 wins at the Australian Open, 69 at the French Open. She had 98 at Wimbledon and 108 at the U.S. Open. She made 33 finals, 123 of them. Um, definitely the greatest server of all time and probably the best women's player of all time. It's funny because I was talking to Hannah about it. And there, she liked, she's always admitted she was talented, but she always had like a little funny thing with like her arguing kind of annoyed her and stuff like that. But I said, I think that's what made her kind of popular too, is that she had this like kind of fight attitude, just kind of where she came from, I think too. And her dad was kind of like that. And so you know, you're going to get some of that rubbed off on you a little bit too. So uh, that she just was a fierce competitor and um, definitely it's hard to see somebody coming around soon in wing 24. So just a little shout out there to Serena Williams real quick. Any quick thoughts on her? Uh, it's totally like revolutionized the sport. I mean, her and her sister, Venus, they took it out. Like women's tennis, I would say it was kind of like, I was dying almost in a sense where it wasn't really getting a lot of popularity. Uh, when the Williams sisters came in, it like injected some life and it had some controversy. There were some people, like you said, that did not, you know, care for the antics or some of the like different. The brains voices. and all that stuff. Yeah. And then the serve and, you know, some of the outfits, remember that she would wear, you know, people would be like, oh, that's inappropriate for tennis. Like is uh, you can tell over the years that, that she, inner sister especially Serena though they had a, a long lasting not just on their tennis game but as the sport globally too so yeah. I think that's when you know you've crossed over to a different side of stardom is when you change commercials and advertising and you know just the you know even the color you know right there I mean yeah. you don't see a lot so you know you get more and more like Sloan Stevens you know where they looked up to her you know and uh, those things shoot, they'll last forever. So I think the legacy is just going to be continually growing over this five, 10 years going forward. I mean, I always come a little bit compared to Tiger Woods just on the male side. That's kind of like the Serena Slam mm-hmm. happened kind of right, right around the same time the Tiger Slam happened in golf where they won the three at the end and, or the three at the end and then won the one at the beginning of the year. So shout out to Serena Williams. We, we, did, we talked about her a lot a few weeks ago, but definitely the best ones to, player of all time in my opinion some people may argue Steffi Graf but um, I'm gonna go see Ray Williams all day long and we'll just see where that see where it takes me it takes me there uh so shout out to Ray Williams there uh other thing case real quick wanted to talk about did we see uh John Boy uh he uh he uh, went out and talked about uh the A's this week the A's were celebrating their 20 game win streak team and uh at their, and they played the Yankees and they won the last two and they're on their little post game show. They do John boy is this guy that he has a big media uh, outlet and uh, he, he kind of revealed the whole Astros cheating scandal thing with like the breaking down the video with the drums and stuff. And so anyways, long story short, he said that the A's, he thought it was stupid. And he said, shoot me if I, my team ever celebrates it, celebrate something as dumb as that. Cause that team ended up winning nothing. And so basically kind of basically, you know, kind of crapped on that 28 win streak team. He said it hasn't even been the record for five years. Uh, and just said it was like a stupid thing to celebrate. So I just kind of wanted to take a quick second to say, I understand that logic, but when you're kind of a bandwagon fan team, Rick, he said, you know, you're a fan of the Yankees for goodness sakes. You know what I mean? Your team spends dollars. I don't want to hear a word out of you about anything about the A's do. If you're an A's fan, like a hardcore A's fan, that that team meant more to a lot of fans than any other team. 
So you can shut your mouth because <laughs> we don't have $500 million to spend. You can take your flip play and shut it, you know, right, right where. So I just think John Boy needs to relax a little bit. That pissed me off a little bit. If he was there, I would have, I wanted to go immediately and comment on that thing. I was like, you said, it, you know what? I was like, I don't know. That team just means a lot. So that's all that matters. Who cares if that team will win anything? I don't even care about the money ball crap. I just thought that that team was special. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, during that win streak, how it started was so weird because they were playing like complete terrible baseball. They were not very good. And all yeah. of a sudden, you know, things started clicking. And that's when they had like you know, Billy Koch and Tejada and Yami. And Tejada was like unreal for that last, I'd say, 10, 12 games. Is every, every single one seemed like a walk off. Uh, you just never thought they were going to lose. It felt that special. But for him to say that, that's just like, one, being a jackass. But, like, two, just like, you Dude don't appreciate yeah. the history of baseball, how hard it is to win that many games in a row. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to celebrate it. Like, the hell, man. <laughs> and real, do you, right? I do not realize the A's have had no World Series wins. Do you realize that in all 30 years? We uh, celebrate another year that they stay in Oakland. Like, hell yeah, we're going to celebrate oh, the this is the same. This is the same fan base that I, I I thought was hilarious when we voted. And Chris Davis is one of the top fifty A's players of all time. I was like, "What, Chris Davis? I'm not I was like, what are we doing here? I was like, "What are we doing? Sean John, John. John, John. Oh, right. Matt Stairs. We'll see you. Yeah, I know. Really. Um, all right. Last thing, real here, real quick. Uh, remember, we, I wanted you to think about your uh, your walkout music. Uh, and this week, tell me if you can hear this. We had this week, it was just kind of went viral. Was the Mets? They had Edwin Diaz come in as the closer, uh, and he has the it's Timmy, the Timmy trumpet. His uh, his walkout music is uh, just elite, just kind of fires you up perfectly. Case, tell me if you can hear this real quick. I want you to hear it real quick. Let me ask you a quick question about it. Can you hear that? Can you hear that case? Uh, not really, but a little bit, but not really. Not that way. Uh, nah, it's not coming in that well, bro. But I, I have heard it before. No, anyways, we couldn't hear it. Sorry, but anyways, he's playing the trumpets there, getting this crowd, getting the crowd fired up. And the way he came out, I thought was just unreal like i don't know there's certain moments at a, a sporting event where it kind of takes on more of a life no pressure at all to <laughs> close out the game after that uh but it made me think what would be a walkout song that you would want to come out to that you would just be the adrenaline would get you fired up not too much in baseball of course but just jacked up to throw 103 miles per hour i'm gonna go with the most watched sports entertainment and go wwe here and uh, it's a name that maybe people don't know, but if you're a fan of, you definitely will. It's Shinsuke Nakamura, the violin. Oh man, that that thing is just fire! Like as soon as you hear that, it's just like whoo, you're just ready to go. It's like all right, but yeah, no. Anyone don't know that one? That one is that one's dope. Uh, I a little shout out to the guy that I originally used to always think of was uh, Trevor Hoffman in the Hell's Bells. That would that would definitely get me going. I don't like because they used to do that at Raiders games on third down. Remember? They'd, oh, play, yeah. they'd, they'd play the bells and the crowds would get jacked up. So that would be that would definitely be a song that would uh, you just play those bells. It's hard not to get your uh, get the adrenaline pumping to hear that three times. Isn't it weird how how simple we could be with music? Like just yeah. that little sound, ding! Like just like all right, I'm awake. So maybe, no, yeah. <laughs> no, it's so, the best. <clears throat> sorry if that turned out a little crappy with the music there, but go check it out. Edward Diaz there, uh, a little walk out there. All right, let's take a quick little break here. We'll be right back with Johnson. He hasn't made an appearance in about nine years, but he's been dying to get on. I can't wait to see what he says about Jimmy G. He's really changed his thing, his tune there uh, on it. And hopefully he's kind of calmed down a little bit. We'll see if me and Case can uh, get his thoughts on, uh, do our little predictions here. We'll be back. All right, we're back here, Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast. And as you can see, I got, we got a third guy with us. He's back, people. Johnson, you hear him all the time on Twitter, bitching and complaining about the Niners. <laughs> I had to introduce you like that, right? I had to. He's always complaining and ranting uh, about preseason games. But with that said, me giving him a hard time, he does know his NFL. And we want to welcome him back. We've said we would for the start of the NFL season. Brian, we got to do our annual 
picks. We got to put it on tape here. Uh, we got to make sure last year I'm interested to see when we did our awards, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, you picked all Niners. Will that happen again? Let's see. I'm, I, I don't think I'm going to go that crazy. I think I, it was, <laughs> I think it was lack of sleep the night before. <laughs> well, the good thing is you told me you went the skip Bayless route. You told me, Casey, you had your Mountain Dew yes. diet, right? Was it diet or is it real? Right here. You kind of yeah. – <laughs> you have your Jordans on too. You have your Jordans on. You got something else on. Uh, he's got New Balance on. Uh, right. uh, so, in case it's funny to have both of you guys back on. We haven't had either of you on in like such a long time, so it's great to have both of you on and just kind of talking sports like we've done our whole life. Obviously, I've known Brian what forever since he rode over on that bike in that Tim Duncan jersey. So we know we've known Johnson for a long, long time. The only man that could get away with flipping off my dad. So he's on the podcast. We'll see what he brings today. We're going to go over that NFL here. So we haven't done this at all either with some of our predictions. So Tyler, or, uh, Brian, let's start with the AFC. That's the conference me and Casey care the most about, obviously, because we do have the Raiders involved in that. Let's go right to the AFC West. To me, that's the best of it, the best division early on. Uh, who do you got? Uh, who do you got winning that division this year? I go with the Chargers just because the offseason they had, they they got Khalil Mack and they 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 made their defense a lot better. And I think uh they have Herbert and I have, have Herbert. Do you think Herbert though is getting a little bit overhyped? Do you think like I almost had this feeling like somebody said it the other day, if he played for the Cowboys, he might might be the most popular player in the league. And I was like, Yeah, he probably would be the type of like I mean he's damn good, but I mean, I don't know. Is, is are we kind of jumping on a little too soon, or was the, did the Raiders' defense just help them too much at the end, get this extra extra boost into the offseason? Well, watching Oregon last night, and the guy had the number ten jersey, and it's like he was nowhere <laughs> near Herbert. So, <laughs> well, if we're comparing that, then yes, there's an upgrade. Uh, Case, I, I have a feeling you have a different pick. Yeah, I, of course, you know I do. When Brian said the Chargers, I was like, what? The Chargers? <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling it's the silver and black. Chargers haven't been good since Dan Fouts. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's the Raiders going with the Super Bowl champions. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> I think the Raiders are loaded. I think getting Devontae Adams, uh, another year with Crosby, they got the edge rusher. Um, I'm blanking on his name, the guy they signed right now. Uh, Taylor uh, Jones. Taylor Jones, yeah. Uh, so, I think, you know, just the secondary, it's got to get better. Can't get worse. Maybe it can, but I do believe that they got some up and coming guys that are going to make a big difference. Their linebacking got a lot better. So to me, I'm going with the Raiders. I know the division is going to be tough as hell. I mean, the Broncos getting Wilson, Chargers loading up on defense. The Chiefs, I think, will take a little bit of a step back, losing Tyreek Hill. So I think it's the Raiders' division to win. It's going to be a slobby knocker, but I think they're going to pull it off. And I appreciate that none of us have talked about the Broncos yet. I was on when we had Jimmy on last week from the far end of the bench podcast. He was talking. On, he, I asked him about the Broncos because that's what kind of he lives in that area. And uh, he was saying like, yeah, there's they're kind of up and down game to game with their team. But with Wilson now signing there, they definitely still got to be a threat. So they're not an, they're not going to be an easy team to win. Let's put it that way. There's no Drew Locke over there anymore. So there's going to be a lot harder to beat <laughs> win games over there. I'm with Casey. I got the Raiders winning the division as well, Ryan. This is a rarity. I'm usually neg- I'm usually as negative as it comes. Whoa! I'm gonna I'm going on. I'm going hard this year. There is. I got them going to the Super Bowl. I and this is the team I have. I mean, I, mean, I, I have, have you guys the going to the playoffs still. You're playoffs. A I got. I want the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want the playoffs. This is our year. Carr has a two year window. He has. Matt, I call it the Matt Ryan window that he had with the Falcons. This is that one. I, I call it that little Matt Ryan window. He has this little two-year win, little two-year stretch here with McDaniels. He's got Adams. Because Adams is probably going to regress a little bit just because it's Carr. You know, even though they're both Hall of Fame quarterbacks, as, as Adams said. Uh, <laughs> I, I just don't uh, – I just see Adams taking a little bit step back because the Raiders have a lot more weapons, too, that Carr has to kind of get the ball to, it seems like. So, but I still have them winning division. We did, we kind of didn't talk about the Chiefs enough. They're the team that would scare me because they're kind of getting a little bit undervalued a little bit in a sense, right? Because, oh, they lost Hill. But they still have Andy Reid, who in the regular season is 
he just goes for the throat. All. I mean, he's he's a killer in the regular season. He'll yeah. probably I bet the first play of the season, I guarantee is going to be a play action bomb. I, I just I have a feeling like yeah, Mahomes isn't the number one ranked player on the top one hundred. You know, Brady's number one. We're going. We're going to go Showtime right from the start. People are saying our offense is it is good. So the Chiefs are the team I would be worried about more so than even the Chargers, to be honest with you. Do you do you think Kelsey can just keep up what he's doing? Do you think at some point he just he regresses a little bit? I mean, if he gets hurt, that's the only thing I see. I mean, yeah, still yeah. Mahomes, he's still like running good routes. I mean, you know, I don't see why he would slow down. Yeah, I, I don't mean, see it. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, Kelsey. I mean, he's he's a beast. But I mean, the whole. I mean, look at the all the tight ends in that division. No fan, Darren Waller. I mean, it's Casey. Uh, but look, can I ask you something real quick before we move on? Because I know we're talking about Card, right? We've talked about him enough. If he does win the division with all these quarterbacks in here, he will jump up to a level that you have been talking about for the last five years that he's at. I've been ripping on him for not being at that level, but I am taking a chance out of faith here that with the weapons here he's going to be able to go to that elite level because i said in the matt ryan window here so <laughs> that's why that's my word for it you got, so, you i'm interested to see what happens now because you've been with them and i'm kind of now jumping on a little bit here uh it's game time so i'm pretty fired up for week i mean, I mean he, he threw for 4800 yards last year so and now you got Devonte adams Let's get it done, Brian, when it matters. Showtime, money on the line. Can we get it done? Can we not lose to the Bears at home? Can we not lose to these type of teams? Like, that's what I want. So, we'll see. That's what you need to do to win the division. I I think Carr, you know, I think he – people undervalue him so much. I mean, I don't think he'll come up short this year like Jimmy G has the last couple. So, I think Uh, – I I knew it was coming. There's the the Niners shot. I just think that's hey, speak, Casey, that's a good transition. We should ask Brian real quick. Let's go to NFC West now. Let's just go there. Jimmy G, he's in the news. Let's go there with it. Ryan, is he still doing subway? No, uh, we wanted that. Like he, he's now with the team. You've been nobody in the world. You went skip Bayless this whole offseason on Jimmy G. He won't be back. No, this, the world will be over if he's back on the team. And then last week, you tweet out, I've come to the realization it's good to have him back on the team. What the hell happened? <laughs> what the hell happened? You have changed course. Are you? Is this just you trying to go coach mode and kind of, all right, we're good now? Are, we, are you finally being realistic? I, 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 just, I just realized that he's just better as a backup. He's not going to be the starter this year. And I just, I don't know. I mean, I think. Why, why I think, didn't you realize that earlier? What took you so damn long? Why were you getting all because, because all I, that he's I, all I did I didn't know they were I didn't know they were going to renegotiate his deal. They were acting like they were going to pay him twenty five million to to back up Lance, and that would have been stupid. <laughs> you did, but now you guys have a good back. I mean, Lance is unproven, so it is kind of nice, right? That you do have somebody there. It, okay, this is I never I never wanted to tweet this because I didn't want to have it as somebody could bookmark <laughs> bookmark me for it, but I'll say it out loud. So it, I kind of compare it. This is stupid. I kind of compare it to the Brady Leto thing in the sense that they have the young guy with like somewhat of a veteran there if something ever happens to play. Obviously, Jimmy G is not Bledsoe, but that's kind of my little that's the closest thing I could think of. So it's really weird that it's worked out this way. I think it's the best thing for the Niners, but I just find it hilarious that. You have come full circle on this thing because nobody was harder. I'm gonna go. Who was that said that Jim Harbaugh? It? Nobody has gone harder on Jimmy G than this man up here. Look at that grin. He knows it. He does it too. I love it. So uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say to you. I'm just not. A, I'm. I, I feel like in in a sense that since he's become the starter, that he. I feel like he's kind of let me down. I guess I had ex- expectations for him and. He just hasn't fulfilled them for me. Brian, that sounds like an honest testimony right there. And I believe you in that right there. So we're going to stick there with it. All right, NFC West predictions. Your your boys. I'm guessing you're going to go with the Rams to win the division. Who do you got? <laughs> no, I, I actually switched course because I, I like the team now that they have, you know, Jimmy's the backup. And I just think they have the best roster in the league. So I'm going with the Niners to win the division. The best roster in the league. It's it not bad, dude. It's not bad. The quarterback play. They, they had seven people on the top 100. 
No, I, I think it's going to be hard to win, though, with uh, unproven quarterback with Trey Lance. I mean, I, I think that's a big if, right? I mean, I agree. I'm just saying, I, I'm just saying, as long as he, like, like, it was a roller coaster with Jimmy a starter last year. Admit that, and they they made all the way to the NFC Championship game. But once you wouldn't you think that the Rams are the more talented team overall? No, I guess not. No, no, I don't. <laughs> no. how many? How many? You said the you said the Niners had seven. How many did the Rams have? Do you know, in the top one hundred? Um, I'm not sure, but. I guess oh, you, I guess you get, oh, come on. You got to get that. That's got to be fair. You got to keep the LA team even, Brian. With the, with the I'm, I'm never going to give that team any credit. No, I think the Rams, they got Robinson from the Bears. That's kind of a pretty good move. I like that. Yeah. It kind of helped with Cup. So, uh, and then we had, we also had Jimmy on last week. From, I don't know if you saw our podcast last week. He called Aaron Donald a psychopath. So, he said that they yeah, had. Trying to hit people <laughs> with a helmet. <laughs> so, they had that advantage on it. Um, it's going to be a tight race. I mean, to, it's all going to come down to Lance, right? Like, I mean, you ripped on Shanahan after – I've never seen somebody lose it after game three of a preseason game like you did. You were as hard as you could be on Shanahan that day. I think you've calmed down a little bit and realized that he is the one of the best coordinators in the game a little bit. He's but, the but, guy. But even, even Kittle said that was a vanilla, you know, a vanilla scheme that he threw out there. It's the preseason. You can't throw out. You have to throw out vanilla. What do you want to throw out? Cookie dough. What do you like, I mean, I don't know. He could have went. He could have went like he did in the first game where he went the the seventy six yard touchdown to Gray. I just got to think his like what was it like? All your starters offensive line weren't played. He's probably like I don't want him sitting back and getting destroyed for anything at all. So that to me is me. Anyway, I think Shanahan's definitely one of the best coordinators there. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Rams to win the division. I think the Niners pull out the wild card here. Um, maybe I'm actually, you know what, Brian? I'm actually gonna go with you. I'm gonna go with the Niners. You being on the podcast, somebody I can see that face right there. That was shocking. I can see that. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Rams. I wish I could get that on video when I said the Rams. Uh, man, no. no, I think the Niners are set. I think the reason I'm gonna switch to the Niners it was close for me. The reason I'm gonna go with the Niners, I think, is because of the. They've had the injuries. I think they're over that part of it. I think Lance can have a little magic year in his first. He missed last – he didn't play last year. Um, I don't know. We'll see. You do have Jimmy G. I think you guys do have the best defense in the league possibly. And, and we, we, we have what we haven't had in a while, which is we got uh, Chavirius Ward. So, I think we have top-notch corners. Uh. Well, I mean, do you think that would still be the position I would be a little worried about? But if you think top notch, we'll see. We'll see what happens. That that position is just so hard to play in general. So we'll see what happens there. Um, all right. So we got the you got the Niners winning. Casey, you got the Rams winning. I kind of switched the Niners at the there at the end. Um, all right. Let's keep it moving. Let's go a little quicker here with it. Let's go to the a- AFC South. Who do you got? Brian, I, got I got the. I'm going to take the Titans still. I still think the Titans, even with I feel I still think they're by far the best the best team in that division. I think um, the Colts are I think the Colts are close to it, but I don't know. We'll see with Matt Ryan leading the way. And I got Taylor who I like, but and I like their defense. I don't know. What do you think, Brian? I'm gonna go with the Colts because I think it was a big loss. Uh the Titans losing AJ Brown to the Eagles. So yeah, that's true. That was a big loss. And they also lost their defensive end last week as well. I forget his name, but they lost him, I know, for the season to a torn ACL. Case, quick thought on the AFC South. I'll go with Jacksonville. I like it. You might as well. Put some money on that one. <laughs> I think getting rid, of, getting rid of Urban Meyer is such a big, like, that's, it's like trading, like, their worst player ever. Like, I mean, the guy just totally destroyed every confident Thing that he could do with Trevor Lawrence that he didn't give a shit he, he was just there for a paycheck and I, I think Jacksonville actually you know there's always a team right that always comes out of nowhere uh, yeah. I think I think that's sunshine sunshine <laughs> I remember that one year he said Cleveland was going to go 10 and 6 and he was right on that so uh, that's yeah. not boost his ego too much all right, <laughs> that, that all right. Let's, let's keep it going here AFC East I got the uh I got the Bills winning by quite a bit. Anybody else got any other way of that happening? No. Jets, any Jet takers out there? Flacco going to play? 
I'm, I'm going to say this for Adam. I'm going to make a quick note. They're going nine and eight, and they're not making the playoffs. And you're the I had to. I had to bring that up. <laughs> nine and eight, really? It's bad. I, I just don't like the receiving core, and I think Mac Jones regresses this year. I just don't think he's as good as you should. You should see our text messages with Darren and Adam and. Man, they just they love Mac Jones. <laughs> somebody hates Mac Jones over here. Uh, somebody doesn't like Mac Attack at all. And the Niners, they, they were, they, I was killing you. They almost took them. They were talking about it. Um, all right. So, no love, obviously, for the Patriots. You gave him one win over 500. Adam should be happy about that. <laughs> I know he, he thinks they're going to be bad. I can tell. Is what do you think about the Dolphins? To uh, Hill, any chance they do anything? Niners offensive coordinator they got. I actually think they're going to the playoffs. I was talking to you. I was talking to kids. <laughs> they ain't going to cut me off. I, I mean, they, I, I just don't believe in the two of hype. I mean, I, Tyreek Hill says all these good things, but, I mean, he just got paid a ton of money, so he's going to say everything he can. Yeah. You know, the, like T.O. used to say, that's my quarterback. But uh, I, just, I, I just don't see the Dolphins. I mean, I, I know they actually got a pretty pretty damn good defense and, you know, Flores and all that turmoil that kind of turned out, but I just think the Bills are way too good. Way too good. Yeah, we spent already too much time talking about the ASCs right there. All right, ASC North, quick here. Let's go uh, Steelers, Bengals, Ravens, the Browns. Who do we got winning that? I got let's let, I'm not going to go first this time. We're going to let uh, Brian go first. Who you got, Johnson? Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens because I think it's um, Lamar Jackson. Like, it's kind of like he wants to get a contract. So I think he'll have a really good year. Case? It's a tough one. Uh, I mean, Roethlisberger going out, Jackson there, the whole thing with the Browns and Burrow. Won't want to touch on that, but. Uh, I, 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 Why do you got to use the word touch? But yeah, I, I, yeah man. Not when I said it. Not a good word. Not when I said it. I, oh, man. But I, I, I think I, I got to go with the Ravens. My gut wants to say Pisser, but my head would say the Ravens. I think they're just, they always find a way. I mean, it'll be the Ravens, I think. Well, I guess the quick question would be do you think the Pisser will go with Kenny Pickett? Uh, if I were them, I would. I would go with. Yeah. I would never go with Mitchell Trubisky. Anything Mitchell Trubisky, <laughs> I'd stay away from Mitchell. And I'm not gonna go with Rudolph the reindeer. Red nose reindeer. I'm not going with him at the QB. So I'm definitely starting the rookie right away. Um, I mean, if they don't, I understand they want to give him a little time. But I would think that he's a better option than those other guys. But uh, I would Nobody said the Bengals. I'm stunned. I'm gonna take the Bengals to win the division. Still, I just think Chase and Burrow. I think that Higgins. I, I'm gonna take them. They're, they're I know the Super Bowl team always kind of has a way of fading, but I'm going to take the Bengals in this one. All right, let's go to the NFC. We'll go quick here. NFC East here. What do you got, Brian? I think the Eagles for me. I'm going to go Eagles pull it out. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going, going with the Eagles, Eagles too. Wow. I just, I just didn't like what the Cowboys did this offseason. They gave away Amari Cooper for nothing, and I didn't think they did enough. Case, any thoughts? Your pick here, NFC East, always the most overhyped division in the league. Always on Sunday night, way too much. So Commanders have a chance. The hardest division to watch. I mean, it was so terrible. Like, I can't watch Daniel Jones again this year. I mean, Jalen Hurts, I think, will make some good strides, but I still think it's Dallas is to lose. I mean, and they always find a way to win division or be in there. I think they're just going to do what they always do, win it, and then just lose in the first round, probably. Hey, that's what they do. <laughs> Just go with the tickle. Yeah, I think the Eagles are in prime, though. They're going to have a chance to win it. This is the year. I mean, they kind of, on the way it hurts, was finishing last year playing. Um, all right. Let's keep going here. Uh, NFC North. or NFC North. Who do you got, Brian? I'm going to go with the surprise. I'm going to say the Vikings won it. Oh, the Cousins. I just yeah. think that I think Green Bay takes a step back without Devontae Adams. Now, I feel like you with Green Bay is like me with Denver. You will just not take Green Bay to win the division if your life depends on it. Yeah. 
that's what I feel like with this pick. I, I, I feel like Shannon Sharp's becoming my boy because man, he, he <laughs> went off on Rogers, and I enjoyed that. <laughs> so bad. You, you and Rogers, Rogers though. Uh, when you go on the Joe Rogan podcast or something. Um, all right. So in case he's got the Vikings, I don't. I don't hate that pick. I think with a new coach, they got Cook now. Uh, I, I love Cook as running back. I think he's like easily one of the best running backs in the league. And they got uh, Jefferson. Serious, right? Yeah, and then the receivers are good with Jefferson and Thielen. Case, who you got? One in the North? Is it the Packers again? Nah, I think it's the Vikings. I, I would say the Bears, but that's not happening. Uh, <laughs> no I, I, I just think the Vikings. I mean, as much as people are gonna rip on Kirk Cousins, he does win a lot of regular season games. Like, I mean. I mean, they but he also up. loses a lot of clutch ones. He I can does. see. He does. he does. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's just so he he slings that football, as they say. He'll throw it around. He's got great receivers to do it. So and Cook, who sets him up for all that play action stuff, he likes yeah, stuff like that. Um, what do you? Think the, I think the Lions could have a little boost this year. The hard knocks love. They get a little hard knocks love this year. Campbell's, you know, he's perfect for it. So uh, hope just have a good. Oh, the only thing with me and the Lions is be relevant on Thanksgiving. Be relevant. Don't have a bum play. Be relevant. Thanksgiving Day. That's all we want from you. All right, Brian. NFC South. This division is a little tricky to me. Uh, you got Saints, Falcons, Panthers, uh, Bucks. What do you? Any chance the Tom having some issues? It sounds like. With the no, lady. I'm 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 gonna go with the Bucks and the standings. Huh. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Bucks in this one, but I also think the Saints will get the wild card this year. Dennis Allen case gets a chance as the Saints was the Raiders coach way back in the day, 20 years ago. Uh, our guy, DA, he's a Saints fan. Uh, Winston's the quarterback. I know you've always kind of liked Winston. Any chance uh, they knock off uh, Tom and the Bucks? I do like the Saints. I think they're a damn good team. I uh, just... Uh, you can't go. Well, you got Baker both. and the Panthers. You're a Baker guy. <laughs> no, I, as much as I want to, but nah, th- this is not happening. Uh, I just don't see them have enough weapons. Christian McCaffrey can never stay healthy for a full year. Um, so, okay. yeah, I just it's, it's tough. But I, I, the Bucks, I think they're just they're poised. They got some veteran players, and I think they're just going to run it back. And you know, how do we pick against Tom Brady? He was right? you know, right? Brian, what did you think about him being voted the number one player in the NFL when they did the top 100, Tom being number one? Any thoughts on that? Some people were like, how is he number one? Is that a little deflating? (laughs) (laughs) I actually agreed with it because I think he's just the guy. I don't know. I think the whole league kind of runs around Brady, it seems like. It does. It does. And uh, it sounds like it's caught. It's, I'm cur- it's like for the first time he has been talking kind of real when you hear him at his post game, like things that, because he's going through these family, this family situation. It sounds like with him coming back. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, he going to the Bahamas and maybe his wife needed a vacation or something. <laughs> we'll see if it's that simple. Johnson. I'll see if it's that simple. We'll see what happens. Uh, but it does sound, it does sound a little bit different. So it does sound like something's going on. A little not Tom S there in that sense. So Brian, real quick, I wanted to get your awards because last year, you like I said, you gave me the epic All Niners picks. Defensive <laughs> player there. Right? I mean, everything you could be that this year. <laughs> so I mean, it was like you just read their, like you just read their player program or something. Let's see. Uh, so let's go there. We'll just do a few. I'll give you the floor, my friend. Brian Johnson's annual MVP, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year. Who you got? For the MVP, I go with Josh Allen. And uh-huh. then, you know, for Rookie of the Year, they do have offensive and defensive. All right, so I give me the give me give me offense if you want or defense. I don't care either one. I, for offense, I put I put Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. All right, that's a good choice. And then for defensive, I, I I got the corner from the Jets that they took. Uh, hold on a second. I got it on my piece of paper. It's uh, Sauce Gardner. Nice. 
Now, don't go like skip and start slamming the paper on me. Don't start. And I, you should. You need to start <laughs> shuffling it. Like <laughs> start shuffling the paper. And then, and then, coach of the year. I think the Texans will be pretty decent. So I'm going with Lovey Smith. Wow. Do you think you don't have them winning, making the playoffs? Do you? No, but I just think they'll be de- a decent team. He wins coach of the year at five and twelve. <laughs> no, it's gonna be more like I, I have him going like nine and eight or something. Hey, that would definitely would qualify as coach of the year for Lovey. He's rocking the beard there. I like the beard he's got going. Um, Case, you don't have to give me all. Do you have a defense player of the year? Did you write that down too? I think it's gonna be a defense player of the year. I mean, it's hard. It's got to go with Aaron Donald probably. I mean, it seems like every year this guy is just an absolute menace. He's just too good. I mean, he just. Put, he literally just like pushes grown men over like they're little kids. It, it's insane. And then for my MVP, I'd be biased to go Derek Carr, but I don't think that's gonna happen. But uh, actually, you know what? I'll roll with it. He's gonna be MVP. <laughs> the Matt Ryan and... MVP. Be <laughs> going with my idea. You, 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 you gave me you gave me crap, and he goes Homer on me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> He might not be like a Jimmy G, but I think he can, you know, this is his year. I think he's just like, I think he's got all the weapons around him. I mean, they're so loaded on offense. It's ridiculous. I I think they're going to be in some high, high scoring games. So I think it's just, you got one of the best tight ends in the league, the best arguably wide receiver, your running back, Josh Jacobs is good. They, I just, it's going to be. If he's ever going to have a year, this is the year for it. If he's ever going to have a year this year. And then uh, uh, coach of the year, I, yeah. I kind of think I don't know. That's going to be a tough one. I, I think uh, Matt Lafleur again. I think he'll somehow somehow he's going to do it. Wow, Matt Lafleur. Uh, you just wanted to say that, Dave. Lafleur. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to say that, Dave. Uh, I got for uh, that's funny. I think for MVP. Uh, it's kind of a tough call for me because I, I really think Mahomes is going to have a monster year, but I re- I did pick the Raiders to win the division. So I don't think that can go hard. It's hard to be hand in hand with that part of, you know, when you don't have them winning the division like that. But I just feel like, I feel like I'm with the Brian a little bit. I think it's Allen's year. I think he's, I think it's his year to win the MVP. The bills are just, their division is set for big games. And if he can just win a few big games during the regular season, which I think they're capable of Diggs doesn't get enough respect as the receiver there. He's a beast. Um, so I think, I think I'm with you, Brian. I think Allen is the MVP uh, for sure. Uh, coach of the year. Uh, I'm going to go with McDaniels from the Raiders. I think he wins the division. I think McDaniels was the MVP. And for defensive player of the year, Brian, I am going to go Homer. I think Bosa is going to win it for, at the defensive end spot. Yeah, that, that was my uh, defensive player of the year. You probably had him number one, but you probably just didn't want to. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they, how good is he? They sat him all preseason. You only do that with really good players. You do. And that's why Lance didn't play as much. He's a good player, Brian. That's why I said you got to ease that, ease that bottom a little bit there. All right, Brian. I'll, I'll admit I'll admit, I overreacted in that game. I don't know why I was so upset. I was having a bad day at work, and I knew if Lance didn't play really good, they were going to bring back Jimmy. I thought I think that brought out the emotions. So something <laughs> – you took out your pain on Jimmy. That's not right. You don't want to do that to Jimmy and Shannon, to Coach Radio. You got to control that. They're just out there doing the best they can. They're doing the best they can out there. Uh, it's all good, Brian. Uh, glad to have you back on the podcast, my friend. How, Stay how with good us is now the Thursday night game going to be? Uh, I'm going to take the – I think the Rams. I think the Rams pull it out on the opening night. I think the Bills go on a big run after that. I think it will be close. Yeah. Um all right, let me keep it going here real quick, Brian. Let's finish it up, Case, uh, with winner and loser of the week here. So we like to always do this down the podcast. It could be anything from the week. Who do you got as uh, loser of the week, Casey? We'll let you go first. Mine was, and I was like, man, like, I don't even know why the hell he brought it up again. I was like, why Manti Teo doing this to himself with the Netflix? <laughs> Remember how he had that fake girlfriend? Yeah. Like, so I was watching, I was like, man, dude, just let it go. Like, come on, you already shamed yourself. And like sat down, did the interview. I was like, this is so lame. I was like, why? <laughs> I was like, I, I want to. a very I, insensitive take. Wow. Very insensitive. 
I'm okay with that. I like it. I That's that. But uh, winners, though, for uh, for me, is just football's back. Football's yeah. back. You know, it's it's the best time of the year for a sports fan uh, coming up. You're gonna have basketball, baseball playoffs, football, college football. You don't get much better than that. I like your I like your loser of the week. Though. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. I just I totally <laughs> forgot about him. I was like, who is this guy? And I was like, oh yeah, that's the guy that like made up a girlfriend. Yeah, no, no, it's funny that he picked that up as your loser of the week. Brian, you got a winner or a loser of the week? You want to throw out? I didn't really. Uh, I would say more. I would say my my loser of the week is Ben Simmons because he got booed at uh, at New York game. <laughs> Where it was is a record gamers records league game or something. No, it was uh, I think he went to a Mets game or something. They showed him on the big screen. He was getting booed <laughs> by the fans. <laughs> no shot there. He's gonna have to earn back a lot of fans' uh, respect for sure. Ben Simmons, you got a winner of the week. It's Other than football, be, uh, I'm, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna go wrestling here. I'm gonna oh. go Roman Reigns as the winner of the week. He's a he's been the undisputed champion for two years, and he made a reporter acknowledge him because the crowd wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you always got a good wrestling one in here. I respect that, bro. All right, uh, I had loser of the week. We had I looked at the UCLA crowd yesterday. They had to, they could fit like a was it like 60,000 people in there? And there was, it looked like there was, they said they had 27,000. It looked like there was 2,000 people there. So <laughs> UCLA going to the Big Ten, the loser of the week, UCLA fans, they get no, uh, nobody showed up for week one there for their first game. I thought that was pretty funny. Like, all right, now we're going to the Big Ten and we have nobody here at our games. But we go to, you know, we got Michigan and they got 100,000 people. So a little bit different, uh, a little different week the way we do college sports football wise out here when it's like 110 degrees. So we'll see what's going on. All right, winner of the week, World Cup fan soccer in November. They just got, because uh, of Qatar, obviously where they're located, alcohol sales are tough. They have now allowed alcohol in the World Cup. And so fans will be able to drink uh, only Budweiser, that sounds like, in, other, in, the, in the facilities and other hotels. Uh, they, don't, they don't really allow them in that country. So uh, the winner of the week is all the drunk people that will be <laughs> at the World Cup. And they oh, can rejoice because there will there's be no fights. Oh, Brian. Oh, come on. There will be, there will be fights. If he gets a Budweiser at a soccer game, I'm sure there will be more than a few uh, fights there. So be like, Ended up people like in Mount Davis, huh, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Mount Davis, the Rangers get as Brian's winner of the week too. Oh, Brian, I love it. Um, I mean, that's that's how entertained the A's are right now. <laughs> people making sweet love. Oh, <laughs> uh, I wonder if they're playing two short song at the same time. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you know where I'm going with that. <laughs> uh, so we'll go with that. Uh, all right, so. About to wrap up the podcast here. Uh, Brian, thanks for joining us. Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports Podcast, episode 102. Casey, glad to have you back, my man. Episode 102, joining us again. Been a while. So it's really good to have both of you guys back on. Hopefully you guys can jump on a little bit more um, now with the football starting and the NBA kind of starting up. So, uh, again, good to have both of you guys back on the podcast. Tyler, we'll see you next week. Until then, check us out on Variety Sports Network. We're on all the platforms there. Check out all the other great shows. Uh, and again, you can look for us tonight live um, on our YouTube channel and Twitter channel. We're going to be previewing the NFL as well there with uh, Jimmy from uh, Far Into the Bench and then a few other guys from Variety Sports Network. So hope to see you guys there. Episode 102 in the books. Brian, Case, peace. All right, later, guys.